0: extent. You're going to find
1: more people. You're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. They test and they test. We got tests that people don't know what's going on. We got tests. We got another one over here. The young man's 10 years old. He's got the sniffles. He'll recover in about 15 minutes. That's a case. Add up to it. That's That's a case. That's a case. So uh, Donald Trump wants to slow down
2: COVID testing. <laughs> it was—I uh, thought that was a joke because he was totally sarcastic about it. His right? own
1: staff thought it was a joke. They either—they were either being disingenuous or even they were shocked and they were just like, "There is no fucking way that Donald Trump wants to slow down COVID testing." And then a couple of days, uh, like a couple of days later, uh, a reporter was just like. Uh, do you really wanna is it true that you were joking? He's like, I do not kid. And apparently he he did not kid because he is cutting funding for COVID testing. hmm
0: He's
2: um it's just I'll keep laughing forever at that conservatives who just immediately play defense for them and then like trump does something absolutely massively fucking stupid and they're just like
0: yeah. uh
2: oh god what happened <laughs> yeah he's all he's
1: always meant what he said it is and that's the thing it's just like in 2016 people were saying oh he doesn't really want to build a wall oh he really doesn't think mexicans are drug dealers and rapists oh he doesn't really want to do a muslim ban it, it, that's just talk. That's just talk to uh you know, fire up the base. I was like, no, he meant it. He always meant it. And like, mm-hmm. the proof is that, you know, he's ch- he is ranted about the wall. He did do a Muslim band. And like people still find a way to do the mental gymnastics of defending him,
2: yeah. they they still want to, um have it both ways where you know trump can kid about everything inconvenient but you know
0: yeah but tell the theory. truth
2: about whatever yeah. falls in line with the republican narrative
1: yeah with their with their beliefs uh it's it's just t- it's typical republican behavior of everything that they do that they pick and choose the stuff that they like in the constitution where they pick and choose the stuff they like in the bible And they use that to form their own little narrative and push that upon everybody else. And then when you point something out that, you know, shows a flaw in both of those things, they're just like, no, 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 no. That's not what it means. And no, it did. Yeah, it does. You can't have it both ways. And that's the problem that I've always had with uh republicans and democrats uh is that republicans try to have it both ways and democrats don't do enough to call them out it's just like we could there's so many examples but one of the biggest examples is deficits is deficits matter when um democrats are in power they are constantly ranting about oh how are we going to pay for this how are we going to pay for this and then the minute the minute they get into power they just literally charge everything on a credit card
2: yep yeah, it's uh, it's it's all partisan shit at this point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Speaking of deficits, actually, I actually got a book that I want to read. I'm not sure. Let me see if I can pick it up. It's called uh, "The Deficit Myth" and like the birth of the the populist economy or something. Never heard of it. Uh, it just came out. Well, whatever. I'll see if I can find it later. As I throw shit around my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, it is written by uh, someone like a Wall Street Journal New York Times contributor uh, Politico called her the like I don't know one of the top 50 most influential uh, people in politics I can actually find it really quick if I can like type properly oh whatever i'll i'll figure no, it out well, later you,
1: well, you search for it and i will talk about uh just the covid news
2: yeah sorry so, I, no,
1: no, you're good. so uh covid uh, deaths are at 121 and infections are close to 2.5 million uh we broke a record today of 36,000 new infections like i'm sure that you've kept up with florida who's been recording record numbers daily like one day it was 3,400 and everybody's like that's a record and then the next day it was 30 uh 37 or something like that and they're like that's a record and then the next day it was 4,000 and it's it's just getting it's just escalating everybody was talking about a second wave happening in fall i don't even think we finished our first wave yet uh, especially with how fast we're reopening the country uh, which leads me into my next point of cell phone like according to uh, the harvard gazette uh, cell phone movements are back to pre-covid levels uh, so people are pretending like COVID didn't happen. They're back on the streets. They're back at their restaurants. They're just living life like they normally do. They're having big gatherings and stuff like that. Um, on a personal personal note, uh, in my uh, dad's hometown, so, uh, he attended. Uh, I can't remember it was, but. I talked to him and he was telling me that, like, he was like, Yeah, there was like a big group of us and we were all shaking hands and hugging each other. He's like, Covid be damned because I, he's like, the media's overhyped it, blah, blah, blah. And like, my dad's a, is an older person and all his friends are older and he is just going around shaking hands and stuff like that because that's the problem is people don't believe it, believe it's real. They, they don't care. They think masks are stupid and they're, and they're pointless. And, we are going to keep on seeing these numbers escalate because, like everything
2: else in America, we just can't fucking listen. Yeah, we can't listen. We can't uh, be bothered to inconvenience ourselves a little bit to protect others, or at least to help protect others. Um, And, yeah, like you said, they're going to come up with any justification to go back to how things used to be and never mm-hmm. change a damn thing in our culture because it's just too hard Or they're, you know, they don't want to. Um, yeah, I've seen, Oh God. I have seen claims, uh, uh, that like the you know, virus particles are too small. So they just float through uh, like in 95 masks. And, um, I'm just thinking like, if, if that's really true, then it, well our healthcare workers would be completely be fucked all they the would time. be dead yeah all what? the time
1: even before covid <laughs> if like particles were that small that they were flying through the n95 masks like our healthcare we wouldn't have healthcare workers because they would be sick all the
2: time <laughs> yeah they would um and there was uh, like the who and the cdc uh, have been studying like transmission how it happens and you know, it, it the primary source or transmission, whatever, is through droplets mm-hmm. that from coughs and sneezes and stuff. So it's not like the virus is like floating around the air; it's t- attached in like water, you mm-hmm. know, molecules and droplets and shit. So that gets filtered by the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, that's why any mask instructions will tell you to like take shallow breaths and not deep stuff uh, breaths. So mm-hmm. that you don't like accidentally inhale the shit. So Yeah. I don't know. It's just a stupid fucking uh really bad claim. <laughs>
1: that I've heard. Yeah, yeah, the claim like um, the claim is probably something you could put out there on Facebook your uh your boomer uncle would be like, Holy shit. Yeah, logic, science. Logic, science. <laughs> checkmate liberals and but anybody yep. else with a comment with like any common sense would just be like and then why the fuck are we making in 95 masks in the first place because yeah, why, why did we start in. doing it why right. why why are these a thing why have they been a thing for like the for years because masks are fucking pointless uh it's just like it's just, they just automatically they see something they're just like fuck yeah, I can rub that in somebody's face and they don't have to think about it. And they, and they might come across somebody that you know is maybe a little more timid or just like, you know, maybe doesn't have critical thinking skills and then they use that on them and they're just like, ha and they feel superior about themselves. But anybody else that has any fucking shred of common sense would just be like, no, that's fucking stupid. And where did you get this information? And they say, oh, it's from the Federalist Society, Breitbart, whatever. And they're just like, all right, get the fuck out of here
0: yeah
2: right <laughs> or that, like just lie about everything yeah just, everything just, to yeah, just to lie point? about
1: everything and uh yeah and it's just like i just wish i just wish more people it, and that goes with what i was saying earlier it's just like people like they get to control the narrative because people are too timid to just be like no you're fucking stupid and that that and that's one thing this is like and we've known each other for years you know that's never been an issue for me if somebody says something stupid i'm like no that's fucking stupid go away and i just wish (laughs) more people would do that because i think if if people started doing that maybe they would shut the fuck up a little bit
2: yeah maybe a little bit uh or at the very least like actually challenge and like take the time to engage in the discussion but yeah. it's just kind of easier to lower your head and carry on uh, business as usual, because you know the status quo is going to be fine. When yes, yeah, status quo. Status yeah. quo's not is is not fine. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's not fine. It's it's completely fucked. But, uh, and just like it, COVID's going up so much that you know uh, Disney Resorts is opening later than they promised because of the spikes. And you know it's a big deal if uh, Disney is just like, no, we're not opening because they want that chatter.
2: They do want the cheddar, and uh, oh, did we mention the the new uh, broken record of uh, COVID cases in a single day? Yeah, it's like uh, over thirty six thousand. Yeah.
1: Over thirty six thousand in one day, uh, and f- yeah, in Florida, in uh, other states are on the rise. It's just, it's just, it's ridiculous that, and uh, like DeSantis in Florida is not going to change anything and he's no. people like he's going to have a 9-11 a day in just his state we were talking about like months ago yeah. it's like going to be 9-11 uh, a new 9-11 every day in the entire country of just people dying from COVID or being infected with it and here we are like Florida is having 3,000 to 4,000 people <laughs> testing positive a day I don't, yeah, I don't and mean that's to with laugh the, at it, but it's just so ridiculous.
2: Oh, and that's also with the uh, reduced testing that, you know, that's been scaling back for mm-hmm. better part of a month. Uh, but now that Trump's going to be like, oh, no, I wasn't kidding. Like, fuck testing. We don't need to know anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's keep so, on flying in the dark even more. Yeah,
2: there's no telling. Um, it, and it, it's kind of funny to contrast that with like, the, so with the the protests you know something that everyone was concerned about um including us was like well there's going to be a huge spike in um covid cases in these cities where everyone's protesting and even if they're wearing masks it's like not going to be enough it turns out there hasn't been like a significant spike like everyone uh thought there would be in no uh most of those cities yeah um and i thought that was interesting um I don't know. I'm sure there's a bunch of factors that go into it. But I mean, the fact that like people are wearing masks, you know, when you have like 80% of the protesters wearing masks. Hey, that seems to work, <laughs> you know, yeah. in spite of the conservative narrative of like, oh, they're not wearing masks. And even if they were wouldn't do anything, it's just like, let's share yeah. all of our germs with each other. Like, OK,
1: yeah, there, there might be something to being outside and trying to social distance and wear masks compared to going to a bar with your friends with no mask in poorly ventilated restaurants and rooms sharing tables and just being exposed to lots of people that they're yeah and you we're still going to see that narrative that like oh the protests are going to be the cause of the surge, the cause of the surge, or uh, people are going to be like, Oh, I'm not allowed to go to church. I'm not allowed to go to work, but they're allowed to go to the streets. And it's just like, no, like if you look at it, cities and States that, you know, don't really like Florida, which is a huge tourist hotspot. is seeing huge spikes in cases. And, I don't recall lots of like, I'm sure that they had protests in Jacksonville and stuff like that, like panhandle places where there's lots of tourists going. I'm sure they were there, but they weren't big things like, say, Atlanta or New York or L.A. and stuff like that. And, you know, we're not seeing a lot of spiking in those places quite yet.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting how it turns out. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think I mentioned it before, there's a lot of factors. Like, you know, masks may not be the only thing, but yeah. it's just something interesting um, yeah. to keep track of over the next couple of weeks. weeks. Um, and in contrast to that, uh, Trump had his rally in Tulsa. Um, and reportedly dozens of Secret Service agents uh, were tested positive for covid Mm -hmm. um directly because of this rally Mm -hmm. and uh i'm totally uh, pretty sure there were like multiple smoke machines or fog machines or something like it with fans blowing shit everywhere like you know nothing's gonna go wrong like everything's fine here
0: yeah
2: um what could you know totally normal (laughs) it's just like no consequences Mm -hmm. um and uh you know, even th- th- there was a, uh, was students for Trump where they, they came across from all over the country. Um, and I don't think I saw, th- there's like a 30 second, you know, time-lapse clip of, uh, showing the crowd. I don't, I don't think I saw many masks there either. So no, maybe colleges are going to be another outbreak zone.
1: I, I feel like see. a lot, like when COVID first started happening, uh, like jerry Falwell juniors uh college had like an outbreak because he was just like i'm bringing students back i don't think covid's real blood of jesus all that bullshit and you know shit shit went bad (laughs) and i'm pretty sure that like there's a lot of people younger uh that you know feel invincible by this and i do think that we will see
0: a surge uh happening at colleges Hmm. Yeah, it's you know it sucks, but
2: shit. Maybe yeah, lead by example if you're listening to this and uh, yeah, try to get your just, just your friends and classmates and whatever. Yeah, wear,
1: just, wear wear a goddamn mask.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, just wear a mask. If you it's not can, that and hard
1: and if you can't afford a mask, there's ways. Uh, like if you need five dollars to go buy masks, <laughs> just ask somebody.
2: Yeah yeah it's um I, yeah it's fine there's free resources people are gonna help yeah just wear a damn mask wear, just, wear, just wear a mask <laughs> um so we don't it, it, th- there's been so much news going on the last couple weeks it's kind of been a little bit impossible to do like themed episodes um mm-hmm. but we'll be doing yeah we've got a couple ideas we're floating around and we'll we'll do them maybe like uh like an extra episode and but there's just so much in the news going on and it would be impossible to do just a short little news segment and then get on with the main topic. Otherwise we'd all be sitting here for three hours and I don't think anyone wants that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, so we'll, you know, we got a couple of news sections here as far as like general stuff goes. Um, Trump has appointed the 200th federal judge. um, which him and McConnell have been fast tracking through, well, ever since Trump took office. And this is, of course, they're all going to be conservative. Um, funny enough, none have been black. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just an interesting little thing. I'm not trying to play identity politics here, but, you know, it's just, again, like uh, the white man's legacy of America. <laughs> like,. Mm-hmm this is who rules the country um and this this is going to be decades of damage that we're going to have to fix in the long run yeah um it's going <clears throat> it, we're going to have to overcome it even like
1: even in the most optimistic sense of like progressive policies this is going to be a hurdle that is going to have to be passed which leaves little room of error like i was always a firm believer of like i supported bernie's platform of medicare for all but i had enough awareness to know that in the current uh order climate and climate of our society in the parameters so to speak that uh medicare for all wouldn't have made it very far with as many uh conservative federal court judges there are, and especially the Supreme Court. And that was a thing about it. It's just like it's great policy, and I think it's attainable someday. But in the current situation that we were in with as many uh, judges being packed into the courts under McConnell and Trump, that Medicare for all and a lot of progressive policies would have been stifled in 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 like um 6 months to a year if they even got to the white house
2: exactly it's it, this is like the long term battle we've got to fight and this is you know electoral politics sucks ass but it's it's a battlefront that we have to go on and the, the judicial system i mean We've all seen what Trump's been trying to do to like take advantage of the protests and the riots um you know <laughs> now he's got the the courts stacked in the conservative's favor. It, we got our fucking work cut out for us and it sucks, but we've got <laughs> to fight against that. Um and one of the most recent, you know, Trump has always been kind of pro-corporate uh Corporate rights, corporatist, whatever. Uh, Now there's even more protections for companies under the guise of free speech. Um, So I don't know if you've ever lived in California or been to California. There's like uh, cancer warning labels on like virtually everything. Um, Mm. It's just part of their state legislation. But there's a new ruling uh, that California can no longer require companies to place those cancer warning labels on products with uh, glyphosate which is a human carcinogen, which is found in products like Roundup. Um, And, you know, we could do an entire episode on Monsanto and Roundup and all that shit. But, you know, it's just uh, now they get to whitewash their products a little bit more and make them a little bit more advertiser friendly and appealing and stuff. Mm. Um, It's just, and this, this is being done with like under the justification of it's violating
0: the company's free speech like it's just it's insane that
2: you would like protect quote-unquote free speech over the public health um
0: it's fucked i hate it i hate companies yeah i'm kidding i don't hate companies but you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah well i actually that was my
2: knee-jerk reaction before i remembered wait i'm a leftist now <laughs> yeah
1: and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, it, me for I know, big b- <laughs> but yeah i i yeah. take i take a more radical approach than most <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> let's see uh what is that? Dude tears into Baton Rouge School Board and was online shopping.
2: I didn't hear about this. Oh, so. <laughs> oh okay. It's a really epic uh, Twitter clip. Um, we can look into in the show notes. But basically, this there was a Baton Rouge uh, School Board meeting where they were hearing um, uh, people from the public who wanted to comment or ask questions or whatever. And this. This uh, this black guy gets up and he starts talking and he's basically says like originally I was gonna talk about you know racism oh they were talking about renaming uh, a high school like Robert E Lee High School to something else um he was like originally I was gonna talk about this and you know how shitty it is that we have you know a racist name as a high school and that's a big impact on people but then there was a member of the school board who was online, who was like browsing Amazon. It looked like, to be honest, and there was like a couple of camera angles to verify this. (laughs) And he just called her out on it. And, you know, it was like, you don't belong here. If you're going to fucking go shopping when we're talking about systemic racism and shit, Um, it is, it's a pretty cool clip, Um, but it's just insane that like, you know the the blm protests have brought so much light to systemic racism and a lot of people are waking up even if they're not waking up they're becoming more and more aware of the really deep problems that our society has and even school board officials some of them just don't give a fuck they're like yeah it doesn't concern me maybe i'm just getting paid to be here i don't want to be here like they're treating it like a desk job rather than like how is this going to like impact the future of our children? Mm-hmm. Um, how are they going to see this country as they grow up? Like, that doesn't even seem to matter. Today. It's insane. Um, it's kind of a culture war that we're trying to win here, but it's kind of hard to win that when people don't really give a fuck. So it's kind of like, well, how do you make them give a fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the questions. So I mean,
1: that. That is one of the. Uh, that is a good question. Is how do you get them to give a fuck? Uh, which I can segue into because they are too worried that Christianity is going to be canceled. I'm personally was <laughs> promised by Fox News that we were going to dethrone God, and I I am down for that. Uh, like yep, I've been that,
2: <laughs> I've been trolling. I want to live up to that promise too.
1: Yeah, I, I've been trolling Twitter. Uh very hardcore, just like any like Christian conservative post I see. I've just been posting Satan memes and Satan gifts uh over and over. And it's not even because I believe in it, but just because they get so appalled by it. And this entire cancel Christianity thing, nobody's coming for your churches. You're not America's not going to see a wave of Um, black metal fans burning down their churches like in Norway it's just it's just Fox News and uh, conservative uh, influencers on social media just hyping up this fear
2: yeah that's all it is and there were I think it seemed to start from a couple like I I think they are false claims I don't see anyone seriously advocating for this but there was the claim of you know, BLM isn't going to stop at confederate statues. They're going to start removing statues of Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, no, that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, And that's not even like a real conversation. Um, It's just a made up boogeyman.
1: Yeah. And then I saw people losing it about Jesus not being white. And I was just like, just... Even, even if you have just any little inkling of history and you have any, like, idea. Like, do you really believe that Jesus looks like a British man fashion model when he was l- wandering the Middle East
0: here, yeah, right. like,
1: centuries, centuries ago? No, like, he was not. He did not look. He did not look white. and even at best, uh he was going to be a dark-skinned person. And like they can't accept that. They cannot accept that you like, you know, he has to look like the Jesus portraits. Which even when I was mm-hmm. a kid, I would see Jesus portraits and I was just be like, that don't really make much sense when Jesus
2: in the Middle East. But <laughs> hey. yeah, and I mean this came out God what like 10 years ago where the scientists did like some kind of reconstruction of what Jesus might look like based on like genetic sampling and shit, yeah, yeah, totally Middle Eastern, like totally not white Middle Eastern, totally
1: all. Middle East, totally not uh, an anglo a white Anglo-Saxon person. totally not that. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah.
2: sorry, guys. <laughs> you're gonna have to get over it. Um, I think the best Twitter meme I saw on it was a church sign that said, "Um, Something along the lines of Jesus was a man of color killed by the the law enforcement. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, completely true. It's just that goes against the, you know, Again. narrative of the evangelical politicized yeah. faction of Christianity. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah but it, it, goes like, against, it goes against that. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. If you're in the camp of, you know, that church sign, then, like, you're fine. Right. We're not after you. We're after the the dipshit uh people that Reagan has turfed. Um yeah. And all that shit. Yeah, that he convinced to uh vote
1: Republican on just sing on wedge issues. And that's that's who we're after. Uh and if you want to dethrone God, uh go for the And uh, the the evangelical preachers on TV first, please.
2: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Go for the snake oil salesman.
1: Yeah, the snake oil salesman. Uh, I wanted to do a little rant about uh about something I read on the Hill this week, and we talked about this before the show, but there seems to be a lot of raveling from uh, Democratic establishment members, uh, Democratic operatives. getting mad that Bernie Sanders is, uh, supporting, uh, progressive candidates, supporting, uh, candidates, trying to, uh, unseat incumbents. And one of them is named, uh, I can't find his name now, but anyways, he was a Clinton advisor and he felt that Bernie Sanders should be focusing on fundraising for Joe Biden instead of, Helping progressive candidates instead of endorsing them, instead of, you know, signal boosting them. uh He goes, Sanders could in one hour raise Biden north of 10 million, and the symbolism be w- worth twice that rain said that's his name and the opportunity cost him of not doing significant events any type isn't simply leaving money on the table it can be construed that he's not fully on board now here's my thing is bernie sanders dropped out uh he endorsed joe biden rather quickly and they still want more they don't they they are mad at Bernie because he is endorsing the Jamal Bowmans of the world, or the core, or uh, not the Corey Bookers, uh, the Charles Bookers of the world, and the AOCs of the world—people that actively are more progressive and want to unseat uh, way too comfortable incumbents, uh, way too inc- comfortable incumbents that don't do much and you know represent the donor class, in my opinion, and. like that irritated me a lot Uh, no matter how you feel like if you're still very diehard Bernie or if you're kind of just or you're coming around to you you are going to vote for Biden in November the sense of entitlement that the Democratic establishment has is kind of nauseating
0: to me yeah and they've you know they talk about the the millennials and
2: gen z being coddled like the democrats have been coddled for decades and yeah. they d- d- you know i don't know it's they just don't stand for anything anymore they just no, want to no. stay comfortable under their heated blankets or whatever the fuck yeah um they don't want real change no they don't and they're, they threw like the biggest temper tantrum about bernie uh, like you just mentioned um but also throughout the entirety of the uh, 2020 primary because he was doing so well against all of their, you know, favorites that were they were trying to astroturf. I mean, yeah. Buttigieg failed, Klobuchar failed, and it's like, well, I guess we got to go back to Biden because he's the golden child. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah, and it's just like they threw temper tantrums in 2016 as well of just being like, how dare he run against Hillary Clinton? Well, that's what primaries are for is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you run and you decide who's the best and Hillary won that just like Biden won this one. Uh, We could, we could talk hours about all the different things that happen and like get maybe go into a little tinfoil hat land of stuff that, you know, I kind of believe is true, but at the end of the day, they won, and the fact that they won, shouldn't they just shut the fuck up and just be glad that he's endorsing them and he's not just saying, no, screw you, go, go vote Green Party, go do this. He's saying, please vote. Like months, like months ago, he was just like, hey, followers, calm it down. Don't, don't uh, attack Biden because it's divisive and i mean most of them <laughs> didn't listen to him i guess that kind of dispels the entire bernie sanders is a cult leader thing because if he was a cult leader uh we'd be the bernie supporters would be much more like the maga people where we'd just be like yeah okay we won't do that because dear leader said so
2: exactly and uh bernie always said from the beginning he's gonna endorse whoever the democratic nominee is yeah like and they but they've been pretending like that wasn't the case the whole time like oh my god i don't know if he's going to like split off into a third faction or if he's going to send everyone over to trump or like no he's been on the democrats side for decades yeah and he stated it from the very start in 2020 again like what do you expect um and he lived up to his promise but it's yeah. still not enough
1: they, and It's still, and still and and that's the problem is that we're gonna... Anybody that dares rock the boat against them, they are going to use every kind of ammunition against them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just them not raising money for a candidate that,
0: you know, really doesn't still identify much with Bernie's platform, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't
2: know. You're right. It's frustrating. I'm like at a loss for words. Um, yeah, I'm also yeah. frustrated just thinking about it. Like, because I got so invested into the 2020 race, mm-hmm. um, and I had never really been invested into any presidential race before. And seeing what they did to Bernie just brings up a lot of bad shit for me.
0: Yeah, a lot yeah, of, and, a lot of
1: anger. and I'm with you. Is like the minute I start calming down, where all right i've been fighting with liberals for a while now i should get back to you know fighting with the conservatives fighting with the trump people and like you know calling them out for their bullshit and i'm like and i finally start you know calming down in that regard of just being like all right and then i see something like that and it just makes my blood boil we're going what no fuck the fuck them i'm gonna I'm gonna start shitting on the Democrats again because it's just like there's they think they're so entitled to everybody's vote that isn't a conservative, it isn't a MAGA hat. They think they're they think they are uh just they think that we have to vote for them and and they don't have to give us any policy other than, you know, more maintaining the status quo or as Joe Biden said. Nothing will fundamentally change.
2: Yep, nothing's going to change. They're really not making it easy for people to like them. Um, and it's it's so hard... Sometimes it's hard to tell whether it's just, like, absolute incompetency or if it's, like, on purpose. I'm sure it's a mix, of course, but... Which is more true than the other is an interesting thing to think about. <laughs> but... Yeah i don't know do you have any more to rant i mean i should we should probably move on should probably move it's been a little bit where we got to speed up a little bit and get through (laughs) these um so so there's been a lot of talk about you know confederate statues and all the racist uh elements surrounding there's just a lot of crazy shit going on with uh racist symbols and Whatever. um One of the more interesting ones. Uh, this just happened the other day. Uh, the NASCAR, the black NASCAR driver, Bubba Wallace, found a noose in his garage when he pulled up. I guess it was after a race or whatever. Um, he has been driving for what twenty years or I don't know for however long. Uh, never seen anything like it. It wasn't a garage pole like. Uh, People tried to play it off as um, very clearly, you know, targeted to the only African-American NASCAR driver Um, after the Confederate flags were, uh, you know, banned. Oh, that's right. They were flying overhead. Yeah, they were flying Uh, overhead. Somebody
1: somebody got an airplane and flew a Confederate flag with another little sign behind it saying defund NASCAR. Mm -hmm. nascar has the classiest (laughs) of fans
2: they do indeed it's uh something special for sure Uh, (laughs) but even the fbi investigated this uh issue and they determined it wasn't a hate crime directed at bubba and it's like come on are you serious (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like to say the that, context of everything going on, and you're still gonna say that.
1: Yeah, the, and uh, from what they said, that the new tied as a pull rope to pull the garage door down, and uh it been there since October. Okay, cool. Um, maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But regardless, somebody should have been like, oh, we should probably, you know not use that
2: and yeah I, not only is it like not practical it's fucking dangerous a, a yeah. noose <laughs> yeah. like
1: and ugh. like i don't know much about i don't know much about nascar period so
2: yeah yeah i'm not a huge nascar person um i just liked uh, dale earnhardt when i was a kid that was about it um but so, of course, you've know, got little little shows of force like that, but um, pretty sure last week we kind of mentioned something about the FBI warning um, police enforcement and, like, military that, hey, there's, like, white supremacists kind of infiltrating your ranks. You might want to do something about it. Well, <laughs> that manifested, um, I think, this week or last week. There was a neo-nazi slash white nationalist group uh it's like a cultist um let me find if it's like order of the order of the nine angles it's like an occult uh nazi group i don't know i don't know too much about it not really concerned about it but anyways one of the members of that group was in the military in the army and this guy was planning on Basically, giving away the location of his units, you know, itinerary, like basically his travel plans, where they're going to be, and the intention was to leak that info to uh, jihadist terrorists in order to, for them to attack and kill his squadron. Um, it's just it, so the guy is facing um, up to decades of prison time in charges uh, for multiple charges. Uh, So this is like, it's still like a real thing that people aren't taking seriously. There's a very, you know, maybe they're not (laughs) totally taken over the military. They're not the highest ranks or whatever. Uh, You know, maybe the coup is still coming to fruition, but nonetheless, I mean, we're still dealing with fucking this kind of shit where we've got, infiltrators and traitors who want to just destroy America. But it's not, you know, jihadis doing it. It's fucking white nationalists and neo Nazis cause they they don't care. It's a fucking suicide cult. Um they'll do anything to achieve their goals. It's fucked. I don't know. I'm rambling a little bit. It's just like there have been a couple of weird stories like this, but I think this is the biggest one. Um mm-hmm of just neo-nazi activity in the military it's kind of like well what are we going to do about it this is an institutional thing um we've got to like start acting on it
1: and yeah and and uh another crazy thing uh representing symbols is uh trump declaring a crime force moving vandalizing statues after an attempt in dc uh offering 10 years in uh prison for anybody that dares vandalize a statue so he is protecting the statues more than he's protecting the american people from a fucking pandemic
2: right that's because the symbolism is like so fucking important that you have to do that yeah that you have to do Uh. it it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I think it was an executive order, if I remember. Mm-hmm. but
0: um,
2: yeah, it's fucked. like, and it's it's so funny because, like these statues have been being torn down, you know yeah. across the world at this point, yeah, um,
1: across the world. It's not just happening here anymore, yeah, it's
0: everywhere
2: <laughs> yep, it's 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 everywhere. and. He only decides to do this now because, you know, it, it was the day after. People tried to do it in D.C. It was like, oh no, this is this is too far. You can't do this in the Capitol. Yeah. Everywhere else is too, fine, but not outside of my front
0: door. A bridge like, too far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's. I don't know. It's fuck. Trump is fucking hilarious, uh, in yes, a terrible way. Yeah.
2: Um. But in a little bit of better news, uh, the state of Rhode Island is kind of waking up. Uh, their, I guess, their full name is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Uh, now, because of the protests going on, they are going to drop the last bit, the the plantation bit, out of its name in all state documents and websites. Uh, this was a an order by the governor. So, you know, these look like these demonstrations are doing shit so it's important yeah. to keep on it and participate whenever you can because it's we're, actually doing shit
1: yeah and we're getting long term uh, these are things that should have happened a long long time ago and mm-hmm. it took this amount of it took this amount of force to get them to finally be like okay we need to uh you know, possibly take down these uh, white supremacist statues that uh, were put there to reinforce the idea of white supremacy, and we need to talk about um, how the cops are and uh, in- have an inherent bias towards uh, people of color, where they are more likely to, uh, you know, in their lives compared to everybody else, mm-hmm. and the fact that it took a. Uh, the nation rioting to get to this point is uh it it just shows you that there's going to be a lot of work to be done to get a lot of things like get any kind of uh equality for all because if it took an entire nation rioting when people have been begging for a long time to for these uh problems to be uh you know looked at to be uh Put under the microscope, and it never happened until people finally got sick of shit and you know started fucking
2: shit up. Yeah, everyone kind of reached their breaking point, and uh, it's only now that the authorities are deciding uh, that these statues and other things are—they're bad memes. They're outdated. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. So, at least they're realizing it. But yeah,
0: and so uh, we've
2: still got a lot to do.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about uh, the election, uh, the primary.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of some highlights. In there. Yeah, the uh, New York City just
2: had like four House seats go to uh, progressives. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, AOC won her district. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know by the margin, but Handling. yeah, historically it's been like a really... Yeah. Lopsided, um, yeah. and, and district,
1: and yeah, and like uh, the her opponent, who CNBC, uh journalist or anchor or whatever pundit, whatever.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, the former anchor. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She got crushed and good. Um, Jamal Bowman taking down Engel, a sixteen-term uh, congressman, who said he was going to be the thorn in the side of. Uh, donald trump and has been pretty ineffective if you ask me just like most of the democrats have in the house towards trump uh he was ousted he is still not conceded by the way even though it looks like uh victory will definitely go to uh bowman mm-hmm. and uh engel has not conceded from what i know um and this was, I last checked a couple hours ago. No word on any official Twitter account, uh, webpage, or any message from any staff. Uh, he's going to pull a Roy Moore and just not concede. <laughs> I think he yeah. will eventually. But as it stay like he lost by a high margin, even. Even if absentee ballots come in, I do not see Engel coming back enough to um, take it away from Bowman. And that's awesome is because Bowman is very much in the vein of AOC of and supporting a Green New Deal and supporting Medicare for all and wanting equality and fair wages for everybody. And I'm down for that. Um. Because you need more progressives in Congress, this is one. This is going to be a marathon to get anything done because there's so much shit the Republicans and uh, the neoliberal Democrats have fucked up for decades. It's going to it's going to be a long path forward in the current system.
2: Yep, it's going to be a while, but it is good to see uh, at least some progress being made with, the uh, progressives getting into seats. So I actually, I just saw this, uh, as an update to the, uh, to the Trump thing regarding the statues, uh, you know, making it a crime to vandalize or take them down. Uh, CNN breaking news. The Trump administration is preparing to assign us marshals to protect oh. monuments and statues after several thought to be racist or problematic were torn down so we're having the fucking marshals come in to protect these these, these beautiful perfect statues yep. are, you, are you fucking kidding me yes oh, yes God. yeah
1: i was wondering like right before we got uh, started i was checking twitter and i saw us marshals trending. i was like ah,
2: i don't
0: i just saw that
2: yeah yeah i clicked (laughs) it i was like this ought to be good um and it was
1: um another election is uh charles booker who was a progressive candidate running against amy McGrath, who claimed that she at one point said she was a pro-trump democrat and uh That race is still too close to call. I believe uh, Amy McGrath is about 8 to 10 points ahead of him. But the two biggest cities where the highest percentage of African Americans in Kentucky live have yet their votes have yet to be counted completely there's going to be a lot of absentee ballots we won't get any results until next friday i'm hoping for the best for booker because i think having a progressive potentially representing kentucky would be um, would be like an amazing story uh i know a yeah, lot of be people, huge i know a lot of people are very optimistic about it uh, and a lot of people are optimistic about Amy McGrath as well, but whoever wins this has a hard, hard battle. Mitch McConnell is dug in there deep, so deep that his own constituents hate him, hate him, mm-hmm. and they still vote him in. Like his last reelection, he had a huge un- unfavorability uh, amongst Kentuckians. And they still voted him fifteen points ahead of his Democrat, Democratic opponent. So, like, even though they really dislike Mitch, it's going to be hard for a Democrat to overcome that. I think, I think uh, Booker is a better choice than McGrath because McGrath like they've tried running moderates against Mitch McConnell numerous times like I believe Grimes I believe that was her name who ran against uh Mitch in 2014 and you know she was very much you know just run of the mill kind of moderate democrat and she got trounced so why not go go bigger go home and give Booker and like let somebody like Booker let a progressive run against Mitch and see if the outcome's different. You've tried every other moderate candidate. You've tried to throw everything at the wall. Amy McGrath lost her uh, house election two years ago. So, what makes anybody think the outcome's going to be different other than she has the backing of Schumer and other, uh, you know,
2: Democrat uh, establishment members.
0: Hmm
2: in their eyes that ought to be enough but, yeah yeah you know, and and they're just well, gonna keep repeating
1: yeah and yeah. It, what's funny is this is like all these people uh you know endorsed uh engel in uh new york city and guess what He
0: fucking lost
1: so you're not a good like chuck schumer and the democratic establishment is not exactly good at picking winners either so that's another reason why i think you should go for booker is uh hopefully and i hope booker wins is because at the end of the day i'm like they're not like uh, hillary clinton schumer and all and nancy pelosi like their endorsements are almost like a death kiss now they don't really mean mm-hmm. much especially with like progressives getting uh, you know louder and more mobilized even though in defeat of Bernie sanders uh they're not going to go away but we need to talk about like uh how kentucky used COVID as an excuse to basically slash polling places from uh 3500 to just 200 with jefferson city which is louisville which is the biggest city I believe its residents are six hundred thousand had to have one place to vote and that's where like majority of the black voters are like how like you saw the videos too of just being like them knocking on the door just saying we want to vote and that That just like, that was another thing that made my blood boil yesterday of just like seeing people who had to potentially get off, like take, use their lunch break or they didn't have a car and they had to get a ride to downtown because there's only one polling station to vote for a person that
0: they believe will give them a voice. And the fact that uh,
1: he had that Booker had to go to to get an emergency injunction to just keep the polling place open. And then a court and then another and then the judge was just like, no, you gotta close it down. Uh you can't have it open because whatever reasons he didn't believe traffic like there was a really bad traffic jam because you know there's only one place to vote in a fucking city of course there's going to be a traffic jam uh right it's just like it was just such blatant uh blatant suppression
2: this is what we talk about when we talk about fucking voter suppression um this is you know, you don't have to, like, literally snuff out someone's vote to count as voter suppression. And I have tried pointing out examples like this uh, to conservatives. Um, and it just, it it doesn't matter to them. They don't care about facts. It doesn't matter how actually racist the North Carolina voter ID laws uh, were from a couple years ago. When, when fucking federal judges ruled that it was, like explicitly mm-hmm. racist in practice and and then what we saw in the the 2020 democratic primaries especially in texas where they shut down polling mm-hmm. locations and no. you know similar to what they're doing in kentucky you, you can point out the, all the examples in the world it doesn't matter to them they'll just either flat out ignore it which most of the time or they'll just say oh uh seems like a little bit fishy i don't know well i'd have to look yeah. into it some more they, they, yeah, and then though, they never do
1: yeah they uh they will uh they will fe- they they will just basically show an indifference to it they'll be like oh that yeah. that's that sucks
2: yeah sucks and for them sucks uh i was fine them. but i got
1: to, i got to vote and like i i had to walk to, like so many suburbs uh where like I've lived in cities most of my life and I've had to drive in traffic, usually a couple of like sometimes eight to 10 miles to vote in a, and then there's usually a long line. That's why I started voting early because just the, lo, the long lines on election days were just ridiculous. Uh, they were ridiculous and I had to go out of my way fight traffic, all of that, and just a bunch of bullshit. While, like, people I know, like my family who live in the suburbs or live in, you know, more little smaller towns can literally walk walk to their voting booth or get in their car and be there in two minutes and be in and out in a representative democracy in less than 30 minutes. Well, it takes me two to three hours to vote. Mm-hmm. And that it shows you... Be- it's right. it's not it's not a bug.
2: It's a it's a feature. It is a feature. Um, it took me two and a half hours just to stand in line to vote. It yeah. was fucking insane. Um, and and, that, and that's well, for a and that's for a primary. Oh yeah, that's the primary. And there were other places in my state where voting machines like literally broke down, and people yeah. just started going home. Um, because of it, mm-hmm. but. You know, if that happens, uh, you can always stay in line and legally like you can vote if, you know, if you're in line even after the polling station's closed, you could st- you still have to vote. They <coughs> they can't turn you away. Yeah, they cannot so, turn you away. That determination will work, um even if it's after hours, but uh yeah, the, the we're supposed to be a democracy, but this is—we have this shit happening all the time. Um, but in lighter news, uh, it seems that K-pop truly is the music genre of the revolution. It seems like punk has failed for the past couple decades, unfortunately. No, oh, oh,
1: as a <laughs> as a fucking aging punker, I gotta say, yeah, we fuck, we fuck, this. Yes. Um, I don't know what if it's just new, sitting there watching k-pop fans take over every single fucking conservative hashtag and just fan cam the shit out of them has really just like been like the highlight of 2020 to me
2: yeah it's easily up there it's it's fantastic um (laughs) um it's 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 so fun just go on if you haven't seen them just just pay attention to reactionary hashtags and go yeah yeah. pay attention to
1: the reactionary hashtags that you're like oh god that's racist click on them and it's, you're pleasantly surprised of seeing uh k-pop uh sing video uh, singing videos and then their fans just going fuck you white nationalists um yeah right it's fucking fantastic <laughs> now Uh, Let's talk about Trump's rally being disappointingly small. Remember uh, what Brad Parscale said that over 800,000 people wanted to show up to the rally? Uh, The media, like CNN, hyped it one day of just being like, these people have been camped out here for five days waiting to get into Donald Trump's rally because those fucking idiots thought 800,000 people wanted to go to. And then it turns out uh, only 6,200 were in that rally.
2: Uh-huh, <laughs> the pictures of the city were hilarious.
1: yeah, and you know that that bruised, Trump uh, Trump's super bad. But apparently the story oh, yeah. going around, and I'm not sure how much uh like mainstream media is reporting on it, but the K-pop fans a uh, on TikTok, uh reserved uh, hundred hundreds of thousands of tickets to Trump's rally. Uh but, and basically inflated the numbers and then you know nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. Here is it, my que- here's my question about that. Is why did yeah. Brad Pascal, Trump's campaign manager, decide to go on TikTok and advertise a Trump rally? <laughs> like you're they yeah, don't get you, it <laughs> yeah your consti- yeah exactly your constituents like the people that are going to vote for trump are not on tiktok i don't even have a tiktok but even i know that tiktok is k-pop fans and high schoolers and, and like older gen z older gen z kids there's nothing for me there uh and I, there's other reasons why i don't have tiktok but hey um but, yep. like, why the fuck did Brad Parscale just think that that was a good idea to do that? Uh, like, that has to be... I don't think he has a job much longer. I think no. any any day now, Brad Parscale is going to be fired. And it's going to be Corey Lenandowski again. Or maybe even Steve Bannon. Because that might be the only way to salvage the downturn of the Trump campaign.
2: It could be. And the thing that made me laugh the most is, of course, their justification for, or their defense, not the justification. They basically said, uh, you no, know, we have systems in place to filter out, you know, bogus ticket, uh, tickets or reservations. Um, clearly you didn't because yeah, it didn't did work
1: because, <laughs> You told us for weeks that 800,000 plus to a million people were going to the Trump rally and only 6,200 showed up.
0: Yeah.
2: And the biggest rallies have only been like a, you know, 20,000 or something. I yeah. don't know. It was like the record. And I don't know if you saw the clip of Trump walking off the plane um, at night once he, get, once he got back to Washington. Mm-hmm. He looked defeated and yeah, broken down. He oh my god, defeated. he looked Yeah. It was great. It's great to see. Now, we
1: got to um, talk about some of the things that happened at rally. Uh him picking up water with one hand. Uh, oh, I saw that. People yeah, went he,
2: ape shit over that.
1: Yeah, people went ape shit about that. And uh, talking about walking uh walking on ramps and then pointing to his shoe to show that there's not dog shit on the bottom of it. And all these things that he did for his base, and I got to be honest here, it's fucking stupid, uh, and it's not. And I'm gonna say it's it's stupid for not the reason a lot of people are gonna think. It's stupid on the liberals for amplifying such shallow, shallow messages about Trump. There are hundreds of thousands of things that you can throw at Trump all the time. And him stepping in dog shit or him not being able to walk a ramp uh, walk a ramp or him having to drink water uh with two hands is the least of our fucking problems. and the fact that you amplified that so much that where he had to where he had to answer it to his own base just shows you just how fucking low the bar has gone for. Our uh, for our political discourse in this country.
2: Yeah, it's it's really turned into like a, I would even say like elementary school. I was gonna say middle school, but it's like an elementary school schoolyard, uh, playground fight at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, we're supposed to be like, you know, grown adults that can formulate like coherent arguments and shit. No, you got dog shit on your shoe.
0: No, you got dog
2: poo on your shoe. Okay. I don't know. I even see this from like George Takei. Um, you know, oh, he's a mega liberal, but yeah, and he kind of annoys me. Um, yeah, I used to. I mean, before I became a leftist, I used to like like him. A I think I think amount, he,
1: but I think he's like a good entry point for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, he just there like I I'll be like, God like a. He's res- he wrote, just piss me off all the time and like ask me about him sometime on twitter if you listen to this and i'll tell you why but because it, yeah, yeah. It, there's a long laundry list of reasons
0: yeah there is um uh, i guess moving on yeah to the last section because
2: this is getting a little bit long so the we're going to cover some highlights of the protests and uh some interesting stuff with the police um very interesting developments we'll get that to that in a second um i guess we will start off with the shootings in in chas and charlotte um then we'll get to the the one above that in a minute but yeah over the past week there have been a couple shootings in in chas uh a total of four have been shot one has been killed I'm not privy on all the details on them. Um, I haven't paid attention to those as much as I should have. But um, there were talks about white nationalists, you know, coming in to retake the zone or whatever because they want to chest thump them. Um, I don't know. It, it, so far, there hasn't been any leads on the shooting that resulted in a killing. Um, actually, I think there was a van. They got like a description of a van. That was the last I saw, actually. So they've got something, but. You know, for a while there wasn't even like a baseline description, uh, which is usually um, announced at the time. So I don't know. It's just some weird, really unfortunate shit going on down there. Um, hopefully that turns out well. I'll try to dig up some more info on that. And then there was another shooting in Charlotte during Juneteenth. It's a peaceful. Just ad hoc uh, block party, basically. And happened in the middle of the night. And the the result was seven people shot, two were killed, and then there were another five hit by vehicles as the shooters left the scene. And this is, you know, of course on Juneteenth, this is a (laughs) fucking little power play by these racist white nationalists, whatever. Um, I'm not sure if there have been any specific suspects, um, you know, arrested or being pursued right now, but it's just these little things keep happening. Um, Even with all the protests going on, they're trying to discourage us from having a voice and fuck that. Um,
0: (laughs) Just got to keep going. Um, Now, this caught my eye the other day. There's
2: a there was a house in a neighborhood that people have been complaining about for about two or three days, like constantly calling the police, like, "Hey, we think there's a sex trafficking operation going down um in this house," and the police did nothing to do. They did nothing, um. So, people took it into their own hands. If the police are not going to do anything, I guess, uh, and they burned the house down, um and the of course the police and the firefighters showed up um some of the police were kind of chill passive um i watched the live stream of it for a little bit and then there was another section of them throwing tear gas at the at the people um there's one person who had like an asthma attack and she got hauled off the scene um just crazy shit going down um so i'm not that's still a kind of a developing story um we'll see if i the police have to like do something about this now because there's so much attention drawn to it like well now they have no choice oh there were um suspicions that the police that the police were using it as a sex trafficking uh
1: yeah i I read a long twitter about that today um i'm gonna try to follow up follow up with that on the next couple of days and if there's something if there's a lot substance to it we'll probably revisit it
0: yep yep um so there's a
2: black house autonomous zone set up in lafayette square in uh, washington dc we'll see how long that lasts um chaz is supposed to get cracked down on in seattle with like you were kind of mentioning um when we were talking about it before the show mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know exactly what it's gonna look like. Or if it's gonna be, it's gonna be peaceful. They say, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But with uh, Trump stepping up the pressure, and you know, with all the statues and whatever, not sure how this B H uh, A Z is gonna last. But we'll see. Um, hopefully it sticks around for a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, and I I hope it does. And uh. It's been an interesting uh, experiment, nevertheless.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. Um, we'll see how effective it turns out in the long run. So there are two more things to kind of round off this podcast. And <laughs> some very uh, damning things about the police department. You know, of course. That's already common knowledge, but there was a new study done by the Guardian. Oh, wow. I messed up the link to that one. Um, but basically, it's a study of 22 police departments across the nation. And the result is it, it found that not a single police department was operating under guidelines that are compliant with the minimum standards laid out under international human rights laws. Which is pretty... You know, blatant at this point with, you know, chokeholds and tear gas and, you know, shooting rubber bullets point blank. Um, But, you know, it's good to see some more official source uh, material kind of validating it um, that police brutality does actually exist. And then lastly, there was a hacker group who released Blue Leaks. And basically 269 gigabytes of data from over 200 police departments and law enforcement agencies. A uh, shit ton of data was leaked. Um, they went through and scrubbed a lot of it to remove, like, private uh, information of, you know, victims or children or whatever. So it should be clear to look at. Um, but it's sorted into a big database with a search function and everything. Um it includes police and FBI reports, bulletins, guides, and more. There's a lot of media, uh, videos, photos, everything, um, which supposedly provides unique insights into law enforcement and a wide variety of government activities, including thousands of documents mentioning COVID-19. So it'll be interesting to see what comes from this big data leak, um, especially with COVID. I wonder what there have been what they've been uh talking about in regards to the virus so that's developing we'll see what comes of that yeah. i'm really looking forward to that yeah it'll be another
1: thing that if there's a bunch of like if there's stuff in substance probably revisit it yep there and is- uh that about does it yeah yeah uh we are recording this much later than we we both might be a little groggy and uh ranting than usual <laughs> yep for uh, sure or, or uh inebriated on certain things but <laughs>
2: <laughs> i am just on caffeine uh, although it is like four in the morning so i might yeah. be a little bit loopy too
1: yeah uh i'm on caffeine and uh herbal uh, er herbal remedies um yes go with that
2: um but you got any plugs i do not other than our normal stuff go to Mm americanshakedown.com our podcasts and stuff are listed there um if you like what you hear consider donating we got patreon we got crypto wallets uh hit us up on twitter yeah we're, we're there if you wanted, yep we're yeah. pretty active
1: yeah um yeah we're very active on the twitters um <laughs> yeah. and uh subscribe to the podcast give us good reviews if you like listening
0: to us shit and uh have a great week yep thanks for listening everyone kick kick that bitch out yeah get the fuck out craig